Ahoy! I'm the comic book hunter, also known as Just Hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And welcome to Hero Story episode 107. Welcome. For those of you just joining us on Hero Story, Hero Story is a podcast all of Marvel and DC comic books, ranging from live action to gaming to actual comic books. We usually start off our episodes by going over the news of the week, ranging from everything that came out throughout the past week. After that, we go over the comics of the week, where the comics that we got this week that actually came out. This week's comics are Strange Adventures number 5, Young Justice number 18, Batman number 98, 98 and Shazam number 14, I believe? 13? 14. 14. Uh, so if you want to skip ahead, timestamp should be in the description down below. If not, just listen to the full episode. Uh, anything you want to add, JD? No, no. I was going to say just listen to the whole episode. No, you're good. Let's go. Okay. Starting off with the news of the week. Um, get some more unfortunate news to start off. Uh, last week, Chadwick Boseman, as you all know, passed away. He passed away from cancer, which he was dealing with for the past four years. He filmed several... He filmed, like I think, five movies in total while dealing with this. Ranging from Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame, and then a few other movies besides those. Um... It sucks. I don't yeah, know. this this was definitely a tough one. Uh, so, um, it, it was. I actually learned through the group chat. Um, I think Daz was the first one to message, and he said Chadwick Boseman died. And I was on another DM, so I just saw it flash across the top, and I was like, Chadwick Boseman died. I was like, what? So then I, I before even opening the message, I just went straight to Google, and I typed in Chadwick Boseman, and you know, like a whole boatload oh, yeah. of articles popped up, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I, I was it was like the same way with Kobe Bryant, where I saw it on Instagram first, and it was like uh, Kobe Bryant died, and like I, I, and it was Google the immediate it. shock too. Like yeah. went straight to Google, and I was like, "What?" Um, but yeah, this was this was uh, this is definitely tragic. Um, Chadwick is a great actor. Uh, he's he's done a lot of great movies. I mean, we all know him as Black Panther, but uh, he has a lot of range. He's played uh, great historical figures like James Brown and Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh yeah it's you know it, like you said it, it sucks it's uh cancer which is you know such such a tough such a tough thing to go through uh you know i definitely respect his uh dedication to not only his roles as an actor but even to the public that he was there to entertain i mean mm-hmm. you know uh yeah. you look back at those videos where he's in the hospital with kids who have cancer and now you look at it in a whole through light and a whole new light and he was already Good doing point. something great and now it's like he was going through exactly what they were going through and exactly. yeah, there was, there, we didn't know about it and i and I've, I've always been kind of in the field where you know i don't really want to know a celebrity's business if they're going through personal health stuff like i think that should be their business so uh you know i, I think it's almost for the better that we didn't know about it yeah but uh yeah no it, it, it makes you look back at everything like i, I remember um i don't remember it was, i think it was the nba dunk contest or three-point contest he was there Oh, and, and he gave uh, the he gave the black Panther yeah with the mask. black Panther yeah. mask. But I remember online they were like uh, they were like oh Chadwick looks bored because <laughs> the whole time he's there he's there he just looks very out of it and obviously you know going through a very high stage of cancer you know nobody knew at the time but of course I remember I remember watching that and thinking like damn he does look very out of it like but I just thought he was like tired or something but yeah I remember all those memes where it's like uh, leave Chadwick alone he's he's tired of doing Wakanda forever like all everything goes into oh yeah I forgot about those. Now. So, yeah, uh, I completely forgot about those people just making fun of how kind of sad he looked in a yeah. way with posing with these fans and whatnot. But no one ever figured that it would be this bad. 
and everyone just thought, oh, maybe he's just tired of doing Wakanda forever and things like that, or maybe he's losing weight for a role, which he wasn't. So respect for him not telling the public. He died privately with his family by his side. It's just, oh. it came to a shock to the world. He was such a big, I know Black Panther's a character, but I feel like it, for a character like Black Panther, it's a little bit more than just a character. Well, and and I think it was bigger than I ever realized because, you know, I've seen celebrity deaths, you know, you you know, all, all the ones over the years through social media. And, you know, mm-hmm. you see a few posts here and there. I thought Kobe was the real big one where it was legit on like everyone's Instagram posts. And this one, the same way. I mean, I, you know, every single Instagram story I went through, every single like post I went through. It affected it all Chadwick and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, definitely a whole you know, generation of movie fans, you know, people who grew up in the uh, 90s had Blade, people who grew up in the 2010s have Black Panther. And it was a different superhero for a lot of people who, you know, I remember seeing tons of stories uh, when Black Panther came out of, you know, I have a superhero who looks like me. And like, that was like a huge thing for a lot of kids. I remember seeing videos of like, uh, of classes of children who were going to see the movie. And like, it was, you know, it was such a huge thing. And uh, yeah, had just such a huge impact. So uh, it was a yeah, major this is, impact. This is definitely uh, a tough one to. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to process. It's a tough one to handle. Uh, I like it. Still doesn't even feel real to me. You know, like yeah, yeah. I don't know what you mean. I mean, it feels like he's still here. I mean, he made such a huge impact on the community that, like, black kids growing up, even just adults in general, looked at the Black Panther as like a real thing even though he's fictional he was a symbol that they all loved i mean what black panther fought for what he was what he was doing the way he acted it was all something to respect and something that everyone appreciated yeah. so like you said he looks like me and now he's gone on a way so yeah 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 it's 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 definitely tough and uh and i know a lot of people's immediate thoughts went to you know what what happens with sequels now I, honestly that's not a big concern right now you know it's you know, no. let, let let him rest and let, you know, let his family grieve and let the fans grieve. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, as you talk, told me before the show, which I didn't actually realize, uh, his last performance is going to be uh, in the Marvel What If series, the animated one, which is a weird concept. It's uh, what if uh, he was Star-Lord? It's what if T'Challa was Star-Lord. Which is Which a really is... weird concept. It's going to be fully animated going on Disney Plus, I believe, next year. But Chadwick already recorded all of his lines for it, so he he will be that that is his final performance ever and anything, in a way. So we still have something to wait on for Ch- seeing Chadwick one more time, even in animation form. It is like it's not just like he's playing an animated role; like it is animated to look like him and everything. So that's cool. Something to look forward to, even though it is kind of a strange concept i mean marvel's what if is all full of those things but yeah anything you want to add for that or no no that's it uh my i uh really liked michael b jordan's posts i thought it was uh well written i think a lot of them yeah. have done, uh i i don't follow a lot of the actors so i haven't seen all of them but uh you know i i, I think there was a lot of uh heartfelt you know mm-hmm. in memoriams to him so uh yeah a know, lot of avengers were doing it and like you said chadwick and just his family in general. But even if an actor that was close with Chadwick isn't posting, don't shame them. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. That, I, I saw that going on with Elizabeth Olsen. They were yeah, a lot of people it. were harassing Elizabeth Olsen, being like, oh, why aren't you posting about Chadwick? And she ended up just deleting her Instagram over this. Pe- pe- people grieve in different ways. Some people are able to put it right out, some people have to wait. 
I mean, I think even Michael B. Jordan waited like a day or two, which, you know, he did. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to gather your words, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a tragic passing. It's, it's, you know, it reminds me a lot and I was a little too young to really fully remember it, but uh, when Heath Ledger had passed uh, and that yeah. was right before the dark Knight had released. So, uh, you know, that, that was like a big thing at the time, obviously a way different scenario, but that was like, you know, a big like icon and, you know, comp culture. So uh yeah. yeah, this one, this one's, uh, this one's kind of like a first of its kind, and uh, yeah, I, I saw um, a picture on the Explore page of Stan Lee and Chadwick Boseman together, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, you know, both of them are gone. Like, that's In that's crazy. Like, you show me that picture, time. you show me that picture. You know, what two years ago, three years ago, and it's like just a normal picture, but now it's so different. So, show uh, me that picture last week, even. So yeah, I yeah, see what so. you mean. Uh, but yeah. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Hopefully, he's doing good up there. And kudos, or just thoughts and prayers go out to all of his family and friends, close friends, and people that he's worked with in general. I know a lot of people are hurting. Mark Ruffalo included has posted something pretty nice about Chadwick. A few posts about Chadwick, so. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to a different sort of news now, continuing on the episode. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder is actually starting to film already. Or uh, starting to film, I believe, this week. Natalie Portman has flown out to Australia to begin filming as of now so i thought this movie was coming out way down the line i know it was supposed to come out i think next year but due to covid i was expecting this movie to start filming like winter next year but no natalie portman's already ready to go she's ready to pick up the hammer i've been reading a lot of mighty thor lately getting ready for this movie so getting ready for disappointment (laughs) it's like ragnarok but i've been enjoying it so hopefully it ends up being better than ragnarok which it's no secret that I'm not the greatest fan of. <laughs> I don't think oh, oh same, same here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not not exactly my fancy. Uh, really, don't have high expectations for Love and Thunder. Um, I just, oh, man, if it, like I, I remember uh, the director said that, you know, oh, you thought Ragnarok was crazy. This is a hundred times more crazy than uh, Ragnarok, and I'm like, he also says something like, "It's like we gave a six-year-old a dart to throw on all of his ideas, and he threw it on all of them, or something like that." And I'm like, "I'm gonna pretend I didn't read that." <laughs> yeah, or or when uh, there's a terrible uh, uh, Taiki quote where it's like, uh, he read one issue of a Thor comic and is like, "Oh, I hate the way they talk in this. This isn't for me," and oh, never no. looked at a Thor comic again. No. Okay, so Mighty Thor, Jane Foster, when she lifts the hammer, she talks like Thor. So she says the thou's and you know she she talks in like Shakespearean kind of way like Thor does in the comics. Not Thor... not, not in the MCU, buddy. Yeah, well, he did a little bit in Thor one, just just a little bit. But uh, in this, like in the comics, Thor's always talked in this Norse mythology Shakespearean way, and he's going to be doing that in Marvel's Avengers game, which I'm like, thank God. But uh, Jane Foster is an American citizen, so she doesn't talk like that. But when she lifts the hammer, she actually does end up talking like that, even though her thoughts are the same. Like, she goes to say the, and the word thou comes out. It's just the way Mjolnir works. It kind of twi- twists with your tongue a little bit. And I was kind of, I kind of like that idea. It was a cool concept to kind of help with her identity as well, because Jane Foster has Thor, she wears a mask. She doesn't want people to know she's Jane Foster. So I was hoping that would come into the movie, but I, I don't think it will now. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Yeah, we'll have to wait I, I, I got to send you that Taiki quote. He's, it was literally like, yeah, I read one issue of the Thor comics. Like, not not even like a, you know, a run, a volume. I read one issue. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I don't like the way they talk. This ain't for me. I mean, he, he must have read something with Hela because Hela 
attitude is very accurate. They just made her like Loki and Thor's sister, half sister, instead of Loki's. Like Daughter. she's supposed to be with Loki. Yeah, it was just weird. But anyways, uh, <laughs> moving on from that disappointment, hopefully not disappointment news. Uh, well, now bad to bad news. I guess the Batman and the Black Adam have gotten COVID nineteen. So. Robert Pattinson and Dwayne Johnson have both tested positive for COVID this past week. Uh, Dwayne Johnson has been isolating at home, obviously. He's actually had it for the past two weeks. He just came out recently and saying, I think he's recovered. Yeah, I was about I, to say two weeks. Then doesn't that mean it, it ran through his system? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's recovered right now. He posted a, a like 11 minute video on his Instagram talking about what happened and everything. He is safe. He was isolating everything. Robert Pattinson, as of recording, he just got it. Like, so, they're shutting down production on the Batman. I don't know if they're continuing scenes without him, but I believe they're just shutting down and everyone's going to go isolate for the next few weeks. So, hopefully he has a safe recovery. Um, Going on to gaming news, Marvel's Avengers is out now, if you're listening to this. Uh, Kate Bishop was announced to be the first downloadable character. We don't know if she's going to be free or cost money, but she is the first character to come. Hawkeye was announced a couple weeks back, but Kate Bishop is actually going to come first. So Kate Bishop will arrive in November. Kate Bishop is the theme, like Hawkeye's legacy. I guess you could say I've I've been reading Mac Fashion uh, Hawkeye, yeah, so I know a lot. Like, like about... legacy is the word. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of the word there. I was gonna say sidekick, but I'm like, well, not really a sidekick, more of a legacy. Uh, so we also got some news of how these characters are gonna work. So when you beat the game, these characters are gonna start to come out. So, Kate Bishop, you get a whole new little story in a way. You're going to get a few missions where you play as Kate, well, with a few others. I think this one, the story is going to be out Kate and Tony Stark looking for Clint Barton, Hawkeye. Clint Barton must be, like, he's he's missing. No one knows where he is. And then that's going to come out in October. And then November, we're going to get the actual Hawkeye is going to join the cast. And he's going to have his own story teaming up with possibly Kate Bishop. How these playstyles are going to different differentiate before each other, we don't know. They're both archers. I'm guessing they're going to have different kind of trick arrows, completely different. But in the end, we haven't seen we've seen a little bit of gameplay, but not enough to di- differentiate their moves. So, yeah, Kate Bishop is joining. What do you think? Um, I, I uh, sadly, admittedly, have never read Matt Fraction's uh, Hawkeye, so. Ooh. I have not experienced full Kate Bishop. I know, I know. Tyler Comboy is going to be very mad at me. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I do plan to read it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, this is, I mean, that, that's, that's cool. I think it's going to be a fun character to play as. And uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't have too much to say about it. <laughs> Black Panther is also confirmed to be coming. He was supposedly, I mean, not confirmed, but supposedly going to be announced at this recent war table that happened a few days ago. But they, due to Chadwick's death, they decided to postpone it. But they did announce that Black Panther is 100% coming to the game. We just don't necessarily know when. So, yeah. Uh, more DLC. It's looking like this DLC characters are going to come every month. Since Kate Bishop is coming November. Uh, Hawkeye coming in the next month. I guess October, November. And then Black Panther likely December. Spider-Man for PlayStation players is coming 2021. We don't know exactly when. But, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. And then for the last bit of news for comic news, Grant Morrison possibly done with DC Comics. Um, we said that a few times on the podcast. I feel like. Yeah. So so uh, someone asked Liam Sharp about something about Green Lantern on Twitter, and we know Green Lantern's ending soon. Thank God. Uh, and uh, and he said that Liam Sharp said that this is Grant's last work. 
And someone replied like, oh, Grant said this before. And he's like, nah, Grant's serious this time. So uh, Morrison possibly done with DC Comics. Uh, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, he's well, done a long career with DC. He's done what he's what I, I mean, he's hit a lot of the main characters. I mean, he's done now Green Lantern, Batman, Batman. Flash, Justice, Justice League. League, Superman. Like he's he's hit, you know, all the major punches. So um it it doesn't surprise me that he's done uh i think green lantern is definitely probably his weakest work in all of dc Comics. yeah i mean uh, have you read all of his work i read i i've read i just haven't read animal man which i heard is one of his best things i've heard that's uh, one of his best things too yeah i haven't read it either but i but i've read his jla i've read his flash i've read his superman i've read his most of his batman so uh he you know he's put up a lot of great work a lot of weird work but a lot of great work <laughs> and uh yeah green lantern just ain't it so uh yeah he he did quit on his last work which was animal man right was that his last character he did before green lantern well uh no because he had new 52 action, action comics right? oh right so i guess superman yeah so he did he did superman and then right after he's like i'm done with dc the end and then a couple of years later when rebirth was starting to go down i guess uh dc was like hey would you want to do green lantern you haven't done green lantern yet and he was like yeah i'm in you want to do a green lantern or write it like a silver age book yes <laughs> which sucks because the the run before that robert venditti was in my opinion one of the best green lantern runs ever top like five. top three i'd say so i i really liked it and it got, it got canned because they wanted to do a weird green lantern story where hal jordan kills and goes solo and oa is built like a cybernetic planet and I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I didn't like it at all, but you know, uh, I guess with him being done Green Lantern, it looks like we're going to get a new writer on Green Lantern, which I will probably be reading no matter who it is. I'll, I'll at least give it a shot. And then if I end up not liking it, I'll drop it. But I'm, I'm curious who it's going to be. I wonder who's looking to take over on a Green Lantern book. I, uh, I, first of all, I hope it's the core instead of just Hal. Or at least... Green Lantern or a side book yeah i don't know with i wouldn't mind justin simon coming back with odyssey ending justice league odyssey so jessica cruz has nowhere to go at the moment maybe green lantern i hope it's williamson on the book joshua williamson that would be interesting i i i rather like i said i'd rather have him on young justice on a like yes. a reboot but green lantern would be interesting I, I think tom taylor would also do good on green lantern oh absolutely i didn't even think of that i would for him i think at the moment i love the way he wrote the green lantern core and injustice even though they're twisted versions of the and, green lantern and core. and he did a deceased uh black canary becoming a green lantern i heard was pretty good i haven't read it but yeah and the design was great too i guess i don't know if he fully came up with that or it was the artist but i love the black canary green lantern design so yeah hope we'll have to wait and see we'll keep you guys updated on the show though if it ever gets announced we'll, we'll talk about we'll give our thoughts and all that uh going quickly back to gaming real quick because i forgot to mention something uh, Marvel characters are in Fortnite for those who still play that, and they have announced that this is canon to the comics. I have, I don't know what to say about this, but JD told me before the show that he has some thoughts. So I so when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, why would they make a video game canon to the comics? And then I thought, you know what? It's actually pretty smart because mm. Fort, Fortnite reaches. A, hear me out. Fortnite reaches a lot of young children, correct? Yeah. The target base for comic books to stardom is young children. 12. Introducing superheroes to young children who already love the movies 
and connecting it to the comic books of trying to get them from playing the video games and watching the movies to reading the comics. It's, it's just the next step. I, I think it's actually very smart. I think when you see a character has the same exact design in the game that he does in the comic, you're like, I think that makes you more likely to pick it up. I, I think this mm-hmm. is a smart idea, right? Yeah, Thor looking like that, and the, you know that's Thor has the Donny Cates suit at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think I truly think there's no loss here because even if you add a little bit of readership, that's good. I saw a tweet the other day from a local comic shop owner, and he said I had five kids coming today. Uh, asking for the newest Thor issue after playing Fortnite, and wow, yeah, that's, wow, and that's just that's just one story to one local comic shop. So. And that local comic shop had to tell them we're sold out because Tony Kate's Thor sells out day one it's, everywhere. It's, well, because it goes ends up going for hundreds of dollars because he likes every Donny anything Don Donny Kate touches turns to gold. But yeah, uh, but but yeah, so uh, I think this is a good thing. Mm. I. You know, I don't like to be a gatekeeper when it comes to comics. I think everyone oh, is welcome yeah. into the comic book, you know, world. And, you know, th- there's things that, you know, you and I look back at from our childhood that's like, this made me want to get into comics, right? So yeah, if some kid, you know, 10 years down the line is like, I played Fortnite at nine and <laughs> I played as Thor and now I want to get into Thor, all the merrier. I-, I-, I think it's a good thing. Okay. Good cop. I'll be bad cop here. You made good points. And I like that. I agree 100% with that. I think my problem, which I'm sure maybe some of you will agree on, is I well, I hope they don't mention it in the comics. Because <laughs> Fortnite, I mean, it's a battle royale. Like, you shoot people with guns. And I don't want Thor to be like, man, I just came back from shooting John Wick and now I'm going to go back to being Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there, there was a great post on Instagram where it was uh, someone took like a um you know that mcu account that like does like the confirmed uh i forget accurate mcu you know that account oh yeah, yeah. yeah. someone did that uh where it was like uh confirmed uh in the comics thor has killed christian bale's batman because, with an ar because yeah. of, <laughs> because of fortnite i thought that was funny but uh no nah, and i understand what you mean like you don't want it mentioned like you know it's like, a very cartoony like, do, do thou remember when i was in the battle royale <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That's actually going to be written, I guarantee. Because <laughs> that's, that's probably going to happen. It's like same with some characters like Wolverine and Storm, I believe, are in it. Are we going to say Hickman's going to be writing like, oh, hey, bub, I just got back from uh, shooting some kids on. <laughs> like, it's different when you have it referenced like in Endgame when Thor was playing Fortnite in Endgame. That's a little different than having him actually in Fortnite. I mean, it's just a little different. So I understand that bringing a new audience into comics, new kids reading comics. I got into superhero comics when I was around 11, 12-ish. So I totally get it. And I like that. I like that it's bringing a new audience in. I like how that comic shop owner had to tell kids that he sold out of Thor, probably. (laughs) But it's just, I just hope it doesn't go into the current comic stories. I, I I wouldn't worry too much about it. I don't think it's like, you know, like Marvel editorials cracking down. Like, if you don't mention Fortnite at least three times in an issue, you're fired. You know, like, I, yeah. I think, I, I think honestly, like, it's it's fine. I, you know, I think it's just more of, hey, how can we get a new base in the comics? You know, that, that's always the goal of comic companies, of how can yeah. we bring in new readership without mm-hmm. pissing off old readership? So, I, I don't I don't think it's too big a deal. I think it's fine. And if it gets that many more kids in the comics, all the merrier. How to get new readership while without pissing off old readership is literally what DC's been struggling to do for 10 years. <laughs> <coughs> new 52, pissing off old readership. Yeah, and Rebirth, possibly pissing off new readership, being a little confused. Who's this Who's this guy named Max? Mercury? <laughs> like, 
They didn't really explain who he was, but we all knew who he was because <laughs> me we me really breaking through the wall explaining the whole history of the Zen Master of Speed. <laughs> Basically. But that's the news of the week. Uh, now, welcome to a certain time of the podcast where we talk about the comics of the week. First, something that we never remember, but now I am. Cover of the week and pick of the week. Oh, cover of the week. Uh, Strange Adventures is beautiful. I yep. got the Mitch Jared's cover. And the mm-hmm. back is awesome too. Yeah. Um, as for my pick of the week, uh, I gotta go with Shazam fourteen. I thought it was a very interesting story, and uh, okay. I enjoyed it a lot. I give my pick of the week Batman, the worst cover of the week ever. Stop! I, I don't like how comics are still using the the speech bubble on the cover because this is Harley Quinn saying punchline. I'm gonna change your name to Knockout. What? That's you, you, bad. You, you, you gotta add more of the uh, Margot Robbie Brooklyn accent on that. Yeah, that she sometimes has. <laughs> I'm gonna change your name <laughs> to Knockout. To knock oh, it's terrible. Um, but I love uh, the issue in general. Uh, well, which one do you want to start with this week? Do you want to do Batman? Yeah, so okay. uh, Batman Part 4 of the Joker War. Out of six parts, I believe? Out of six parts, that sounds okay. right because I think it ends on one hundred. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense. Six parts, so we're almost there. We're getting through. It's actually not bad. I've been enjoying Joker War, as cliche as it's been. I've been enjoying, it. especially this issue. I thought this was the best issue that Tinion Tanyon, however you pronounce his name, has written. I think this is. Now he's, now he's never going to appear on the show. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is his best written work, I would say, in general. This was so good. I yeah, thought Harley I, Quinn was actually written good as a hero for once. I'm actually accepting it. I thought Batman's trippy dream with Alfred was beautiful. And Jorge Jimenez, his art throughout the whole book, is fantastic. Brilliant artist. Horrifying punchline. Well, except for the, the horrifying punchline part. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I thought this issue was very well written. I will agree with you on the punchline and harley stuff i've actually said that uh since punchline has been introduced i think they've actually been writing harley better and i think punchline is written pretty well as well i I think a lot of people don't like her because of the overhype and i totally agree with that where like why is her first appearance worth so much money but is uh, it still worth so much money oh it's it's worth stupid money first of all can we just talk about for a minute why are comic collectors the way they are i i consider myself a little bit of a collector not much right i would say i'm a pretty big collector myself (laughs) with the cgc comics in the background but yeah the amount of modern issues that go for stupid money for a first appearance of someone that may not even last i i'm forever mind boggled by it and the one that probably takes me the most is the batman who laughs the value that I saw on a Batman Who Laughs, 9.8, which is the perfect rating, CGC, $710. And why? Came out it... two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And why And why did it get a boost? Really no reason other than that the Robin King first appeared and people were like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Batman Who Laughs. Hmm. Take my money. And now it's just blowing up even bigger. I I don't get it. And maybe I'm just jealous because I wish I owned it single issue so I could. Yeah, uh, why I can't believe you it. don't. <laughs> I wish I did. I can you believe I read so many issues of Teen Titans and I don't even own the one that's worth the grail. Yeah, because because I own it and I didn't even realize it was the Batman Laughs. I was just reading it because at the time I was I was I wasn't necessarily I, enjoying Teen Titans. Just 
you know, I was reading T-Titans at the time. I, I hope you're taking care of that issue and uh, keep treating it nice and getting ready to get it slabbed yeah. because it's you, could fl- you, you could flip that for a nice profit and buy a comic of your choice, an old comic of your choice. I'll wait a little bit as the hype is slowly rising. From so I'll wait for now. But yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Hell's Horizon issue three is the first appearance of Punchline. It's Batman 89 is the first cameo. Hell's Horizon 3 is the first full, which if you have both is like the, the nice set. I only have Batman 89. I, I uh, have both. And right now a 9.8 officially on gocollect.com is going for $150. So that's what it is officially worth. Some people might ask for more. Some people might ask for less. But officially it's around 150 And this issue came out, I want to say two months ago. Maybe less. Mm- no, uh, eighty nine. No, that came out more than two months ago. Because Batman's a uh, biweekly book. Bi-weekly. No, it's, it's it's been a, it's been a few months now, but still, so less, it's, less it's, than a it's year. very recent. Less than a year. So yeah, I should say. But, it's, but just... <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's it's so frustrating to me. But anyway, uh, I think Punchline is with all the hype removed. I still think is a pretty enjoyable character because. I kind of like the I'm the reverse of Harley Quinn's origin where I actually just wanted to be in the life. Like I wasn't trying to change the Joker. I just wanted to be with the Joker. And I don't know. It's a little cliche. Maybe her smoking her vape in her dorm room is a little cliche. But yeah, it's very edgy. So edgy. I thought Harley was written really well on this. Not only because like she's courageous. She's fighting punchline. She's explaining punchline like, hey, you're making a mistake here. She's being serious. But also before Punchline even shows up and she's trying to take care of Batman who was knocked out unconscious tripping, she's talking about him like, because the whole thing is Batman's dreaming. In his dream he's with Alfred having tea. And then it keeps cutting back to the real world of him unconscious and he kind of mumbles like, tea sounds nice. And Harley's just with him. He's like, oh hell no, you've had enough tea sweetheart. (laughs) It's kind of funny in that way. And then at one point he says like Alfred says in the dream, come to the kitchen Master Bruce. And then uh batman in real life mom was like the kitchen and harley's like oh great now he has the munchies kind of thing so i, I thought those were like actually funny dialogue that uh t- tinian i'm gonna say tinian wrote <laughs> so yeah i just in general the, even the dream with alfred i thought was really really well done from the art from the dialogue of not necessarily like sadness but more accept acceptance is that a word acceptance accepting the fact that alfred in canon this is why i write the comics and you draw yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that alpha's episode where they're like uh higher here higher higher but uh yeah in this issue you have this whole time ever since alfred died tom can kill off alfred and batman's been raging like he's been angry and in this one he's having this dream with alfred of alfred saying let go and you have that those panels of bruce wayne tearing up and alfred tearing up as Alfred fades into the light, and it's it's so so well done, I like I got chills from that. I felt like I people could have cried over this. I I didn't, but I feel like I could. <laughs> like it was just so well written. And uh, I'll read the dialogue real quick that uh, uh, Alfred says. Batman first off says, "I don't think I can do it alone." And Alfred says, "Then don't. Find your family. Find your love. Take back your city. Let go of the weight. Let go of the guilt. Let go of me, and do what you must do." Be the impossible man who saves all the families on their way home from the theater. Batman says, If I wake up with my mind intact, I won't hear your voice anymore. I don't know what I could do without you. Alfred says, My boy, this is you doing without me. 
I am only a voice in your head telling you what to do and what you need to hear to steady yourself, to do what needs to be done. You don't need me on the other end of the back computer to know exactly what I tell you in any circumstance. So wake up, my boy. Tell the city who you are. And they both begin to cry and he fades to light. And then Batman wakes up. And then he says, I'm Batman. <laughs> so it's it's really well done. I read that page twice. This is the third time I'm reading it because I just thought that that is so well written. And it's accepting. It's finally he's accepting death. And he's Alfred says at one point, like, you shouldn't blame Catwoman for keeping you away when I died. Because she didn't know. You shouldn't blame Nightwing for not being there because he was in a different mindset. You shouldn't blame Robin for being there at the time because he was strapped to a chair when Alfred died. He couldn't do anything. Stop blaming your family. Accept that it happened. Move on. But in a nice way. And the issue ends with Batman calling his entire family. We'll see if he remembers Tim or not. So yeah. Anything you want to add? Yeah, no, no, it was good. I, I like the reveal of when Batman wakes up and uh, drops on Punchline, even just the Batman written within the uh, cape. cape. I thought that was a really nice touch. And uh, mm. yeah, I uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty nice issue. Uh, like I said, Joker War on past podcast, Joker War hasn't really been taking me, you know, too much by a wave. But uh, I thought this was definitely the best issue of the arc so far best issue of the arc and we didn't even see a single bit of gotham it was mostly a dream sequence yeah, but I, but i also forced. thought this was some of the best alfred writing that i've seen since uh batman annual oh father's two? day the father's, yeah, the father's day, one. day one i think it's two yeah, yeah i know what three. you mean yeah you, yeah, you make but... a good point because that came out two years ago one and a half so yeah th- this is definitely the best alfred writing since i'd say and it's a dream in the end which sucks. I, this whole time, because this whole arc so far has been Batman dreaming about Alfred. And I had hoped that maybe at the end, Alfred will come back. I know that will get rid of his death and everything like that. It will make his death look meaningless. I don't care. <laughs> I just wanted Alfred back. It's not like they're bringing Tony Stark back in the movies where his sacrifice is endless. Alfred just got murdered. So I was hoping that he would maybe come back. But instead, Tinian wrote the best payoff for letting go instead. So... No more Alfred. We're accepting that, just like Batman did. But dang, nine point five out of ten. That's what I get. Yeah, it's it's uh, eight point five for me. I uh, really enjoy it, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Next. Uh, Strange Adventures number five. Uh, I I just gotta say thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so last issue, it was Mister Terrific. Uh, well, Adam Strange's wife ended up in Mr. Terrific's home. He's like, get the hell out of my house. Did that... Are we ignoring that happened in this issue? <laughs> it's very different, this issue. And Wow, just looking at this cover. It's like, it's really good. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see what the cover officially looks like as we're both holding it right now. Uh, YouTube.com slash hero story. But, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh... Good question. Uh, I throw this one to Tom King. Uh, <laughs> I so this the big focus obviously is on uh, his wife Alana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. It's almost like three different stories at once. Yeah. Um, but they all focus on the wife, and she's kind of just willing oh, to. You're right. Yeah, they do all focus on her. They. they it, basically the premise of all three stories is that she's kind of the strong one for both of them. And Mm. I think that's supposed to be, 
you know, speaking to the larger overall story and possibly the theory that she's the one who may have killed the guy. Um, which, which, or which you guys slaughtered. were theorizing, which you guys were theorizing last issue. Yeah, yeah. I guess I forgot you weren't there for that episode, but yeah. Let's look for hidden Tom Kings in this issue. So I guess we could go over the three stories. Was it three or was it two? I think it was three because you have the one that's set in the the one with like the president and politicians. You have the one that's set on the alien planet with like the in weird the rat thing in the cave, and then you have the one set in the modern day where she's in bed. I think. Unless that's the same one as the political one. No, that is the same one as the political one, yeah. Oh, okay. So then it's two stories set at once. Um, the the stuff where where it's the political stuff is kind of her, um, like she she calls out uh, the chairman, and when when he's talking on the stand, and uh, basically she again, like I said, she's being the strong one in the situation, which is. Like I said, I think it's going to be played big into the rest of the story. And then when they're on the alien planet, she's the one that's like strong for both of them. And she's willing to do whatever it takes and even puts like the rat blood under her eyes to like show she means business. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it shows that like her, she, she's, I don't know, like, that's like the main takeaway that I got from the story is that, you know, she's, she's strong and smart, which also makes her a little dangerous, dangerous. Cause we kind of, so I guess for those who didn't hear last time, we kind of think she's the villain. Do you agree with that? I think it is a safe assumption. I think that that's kind of what they're alluding to. I, I still kind of feel like the carpet's going to be uh, taken away from underneath us because I feel like you can like kill off the wife like that. And then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, Oh, then we don't know who it is. That's what I'm saying. Like with Adam strange, I, with a lack of history and a lack of fan base, I think there's a lot of freedom of what to do with this character. And I feel like, Tom King's just going to take the rug out from everybody and really, really change up the story. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's possible. I, I still kind of feel like she is the, the villain in the end. The whole story is there was a possible massacre and no one knows who did it. Adam Strange is the lead suspect. People think Adam Strange killed all these people. Um, we think that his wife did it, but Adam and his wife are both saying nobody did it. So it doesn't, it's not real kind of thing. So we don't know for sure that that's the whole thing. It's a, it's a mystery comic in a way. So we're trying to figure out the mis like the plan before it ends, trying to figure out the twist before it ends. And kudos to Tom King for not giving it fully away. I mean, we think it's the wife, but like you said, he could just pull it out from under the rug. We don't know for sure. Uh, I feel like this issue didn't give too much information though. It showed hey, Alana's strong. A lot of focus on Alana, but well, uh, well, I I, I think this is going to be an issue that going back, if it is revealed to be Alana, these are kind of going to be the signs of it. And I think there's certain things that we're going to look back at within the dialogue, kind of like how Mr. Miracle was giving hints along the way. I think this issue was uh, a big hint issue. We just don't know it yet. Yeah, I guess right off the bat, you see, you don't see Mr. Miracle eat, but you see Alana eating like a rat. Not, not Mr. Miracle, Adam Strange. Or, so, yeah, sorry, my bad. You see, you don't see Adam eat when they're, they're basically stuck in a cave for about a month. And they have to eat these rats. You never see Adam do it, but you always see Alana with like blood on her lips, and like she's she's eating the rat from the back raw, and she's doing it to survive, of course. But it's also a bit savage, and you don't you never see Adam do. It. You see Adam drink, but 
but that that's about it. So she's a bad guy because she needs to survive. <laughs> that's, that's my theory. But yeah, it, it's kind of hard to tell for now. I don't really know. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, no, I'm like I feel this way after like it's I feel bad for the listeners of the podcast because I I I really wish there was a better way to represent like my thoughts on Strange Adventures, but a lot of it really just depends on how the rest of the book goes and then like I look back at Mr. Miracle and I read it in trade, not single issue. But if I would have read it in single issue, I would have been kind of at a loss for words after every issue because I wouldn't have really known what to say. You don't really get to see the whole story come together until it comes together. So that's the same way with Strange Avengers. That being said, I feel like Mr. Miracle wasn't as confusing as this. Mr. Miracle going through, you understand that here's this character, Scott Free. He is depressed. Uh, he he's commit he's attempted suicide. And he's forced to fight in this war. That's the plot. He's he's being forced to do things that he doesn't want to do. With this, I, it's kind of like a, it's a mystery. So Mr. Miracle wasn't too much as a mystery. The ending made everything make sense, but it still had a story that it was following. This one seems like it's kind of going all over the place and feels like more issues give more questions than answers. So hard to so tell. It's like uh, the TV show Lost. Uh, I used to tell my mom about the show Lost that for every question you get answered, you end up with three more questions. So uh, that, that's kind of how this book feels. Yeah. Superheroes are just needy celebrities and capes was the quote that they put on the back of each issue, which is an interesting quote. Doesn't really answer much. Though. <laughs> so Strange Adventures, what do you rate it? Uh, question mark out of 10, as I do every week. <laughs> question mark, zero question mark out of 10. I have no idea. I I, I I feel like I'm enjoying it. The art's really good, and it's you know it's a well-made book. I just I want to get it all. Yeah, I want to read. I mean, this is part five of twelve, so next issue will be halfway. I feel like these issues are coming out fairly quick, though. Like what? That was a two, two and a half week, two, three week wait, something like that. Uh, no, I think that was a month. It's a fast month. <laughs> But yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. I am enjoying this. It's just I don't really know what's going on. It's kind of like Tenet. <laughs> you enjoy it, but you have no idea what's happening. Uh, you want to do Shazam next? It's prime time. Superboy uh, Prime is here. We've been waiting. Superboy Prime. Now, Superboy Prime is essentially Jeff Johns' <laughs> baby because he has crafted the character up from... Uh, pretty much existence i mean his first appearance is like in the 80s because technically he's a different character but uh jeff has pretty much written every single appearance of superboy prime mm -hmm. and uh kind of shaped him through uh infinite crisis and uh some other books that jeff's done uh, over the years so yeah it's uh, jeff john's strongest character i would say it's it's certainly fitting that his return comes in a jeff book uh, I thought would have missed Green Lantern Run as well. But anyway, uh, he's in Shazam. Uh, he escaped from the Magic Lands, as did the Monster Society. Uh, as we left off in the last issue, Mr. Mind is in Billy Batson's, Billy, Billy Batson's dad's body. And uh, Billy's trying to get him out. by He like shrunk down to go inside his mind to go fight Mr. Mind. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, the Monster Society is fighting the Shazamily. And Black Adam has shown up, and now Prime is there. So, so it's a clusterfuck a... in front of the uh, Shazamly household. Yeah, big time. For those who don't know Superboy Prime, you want to do a little rundown of who he is? 
Superboy Prime is the Superboy from a, another universe. Uh, from, our universe, right? Well, well, he gets transported con? to our universe, but he's, uh, I think, originally from Earth Two. Oh man, I'm gonna get corrected so hard on this, but it's <laughs> my recollection. He's from Earth Two, where it's like the older Superman from Christ on Infinite Earth and Infinite Crisis, and uh, he betrays the older Superman and uh, goes further with the evil plot in Infinite Crisis and. Uh, he just wants more and more power, and uh, he wants to be like you know better than Superman. Like, he, but he doesn't want to represent Superman, but he still wears the S to kind of like show the power. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's killed like Superboy, and yeah, he's he's a bad mofo. He, he's um, he, he's been in the Sinestro Corps before. Uh, he's played yeah. Sinestro Corps War, and yeah, he's he's been he's been all over the place. But yeah, I think at one point he gets transferred to our world. Mm-hmm. And he's it's... like insulted by our world, and then he ends up going back to the regular DC universe. And he he kind of his personality is very childish in a way. Like he he's kind of like a kid who whose parents always let him win. Way <laughs> so he gets and frustrated I... easily. But that that's his character, you know. Yeah, he's, he's a frustrated guy that he enjoys killing in a way. <laughs> and he hasn't been around since before Flashpoint. I I feel like he's been around in Flashpoint or like New Fifty Two, but I could be wrong. I feel like he appeared I, in something. I can't remember him appearing in something else. But it, it's been pro, it's been pretty much ten years. I feel like ugh, I could be wrong. I feel like he appeared in New Fifty Two, but I could be completely wrong about that. I'm trying to think what book he would have appeared in New Fifty Two because I feel like Jeff's written all of his modern appearances. Teen Titans, maybe. Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up in the meantime. But okay, yeah. So basically, like he's a character that doesn't appear often, but when he does appear, uh oh. <laughs> like it, it's prime time which means people are gonna be beaten here it takes a lot to beat this guy uh, i think his last maybe not his last appearance since she's looking it up but it took like a few different flashes to take him out at one point and they didn't even take him out they just took him away basically they threw him in the speed force so it, it takes a lot of power to take him out and he he's also like a classic character i mean he came around in the 80s technically so he, he knows a lot of these characters but he doesn't know their stories up until this point and they really go with that in this, this Shazam issue. So when he first appears and he first sees uh, Shazam, he knows that's Shazam, that's Billy Batson. Or sorry, he doesn't say it. He says that's Billy Batson, that's Captain Marvel. And they name drop Captain Marvel here too. He doesn't say Shazam. He calls Shazam Captain Marvel, which was Shazam's original name. Uh, he calls Mary Marvel Mary Marvel because that's who she is. And then he, he goes to Darla and he says like uh, something Marvel because he doesn't know Darla. He doesn't know these uh, Eugene. He doesn't know these other characters. He knows Freddy. As Captain Marvel Jr., who he's not called that anymore. Mary as Miss Marvel. And Shazam as Captain Marvel. And Black Adam. Those are the only characters he's known. He doesn't know anyone else in the Shazam family. He doesn't know any other person that wear the colors and the lightning bolt. So when he comes to this modern time around, he doesn't really know these kids. But he doesn't care. He fights them anyways. He like slaps Darla across the street right off the bat. So... Uh, he's ready to fight and he really shows his power here especially because the only way to take him out is black adam and billy having to work together so i i've got uh his last appearance before this being teen titans volume 3 number 100 from october 2011 which is the uh series finale of teen titans 2003 oh so, okay 
I was close. So, I, I guess Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah, Teen Titans 2011. So you got to write no new 52 appearances, and then he appears in Shazam. So I didn't realize it's been over 10 years, uh, mm-hmm. or or not over, but it's been right close. around at the decade mark. Uh, I'm I'm sort of surprised. I feel like it looks like it, when... just, it feels like he's appeared before. It looks like when uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. When uh, Flashpoint happened, Doctor Manhattan decided Superboy Prime's dangerous. He broke reality before. And so he put him in the monster lands in a cage where he had less powers. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, he broke reality. He punched a hole in reality because comics. And that was the original reason Jason Todd came back to life. So right now, it's he's been put in the Lazarus pit. But back then, when Superboy Prime punched reality, Jason Todd was like <gasps> in his grave. And he used his belt buckle to like dig out of the coffin and on the ground. And it's a really cool scene, but it makes no sense. <laughs> so That's reality. Yeah. Uh- so yeah so uh yeah like you mentioned the issue i i it, it's weird because there, there's kind of a niche fan base on instagram and twitter that is like captain marvel diehards of like the old version like pre-52 shazam yeah. and they absolutely do not accept the rest of the shazamily like they only accept the main three so mm-hmm. the way prime talks in this issue is kind of like one of the old shazam <laughs> fans where it's like uh captain marvel captain marvel jr mary marvel i don't know who the rest of you are like that that's the way they talk so i was cracking up at that uh when i was reading it um but yeah no it was nice to get some pre-52 drops and obviously this means he has all his pre-52 memories which limitless potential because uh i love his history with bart allen and uh yeah there's a lot to do there bart's um, active right now in comics so as for this issue, I thought it was pretty good. I, I liked the Black Adam team up. I don't know. The, to me, this felt like like the way the this issue went down, especially the end, it, it right. felt like the end of Jeff's run. Now, I know he ends 18. next issue. Oh. Or is yeah, it two that, issues Yeah, that makes now? sense. I, I thought it was two, but next one or the one after that. Yeah, that did feel at the end because they, they basically wrapped up in a rushed way yeah like they, they they wrapped everything up and put it on a nice bow and even you know like the the circle at the end with uh the seven of them with black adam sitting with them like it, it felt like a very nice conclusion but but it, it's weird because it doesn't feel like the conclusion to like a 13 issue run it feels like the conclusion to like a 100 issue run you know yeah <laughs> it's like oh we we stopped the bad guys we stopped the the magic lands we closed the gates uh we talked to Black Adam. Black Adam might be joining us in the future as a part of the Shazamily. Life's good. <laughs> like, it ended. Louis shows Billy, like, smiling in bed with his hands behind his head. Just like, you know what? I was going to look for my family, but I'm going to stick with the family I have now. Smiles and it's like the end. But no, there's still, like, another issue or two. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it feels like the end. But now I'm trying to think, wait, is this Jeff's last issue? Or does he have another one? Because I know he was ending around here. And I thought for some reason that they have a, uh, yeah, okay. So this was Jeff's last issue because Shazam 15 is written by Jeff Loveness, who did one of the filler issues. Oh. So this was Jeff's last issue. Damn. Rip. <laughs> I, gu- I guess that's why it felt like a finale. It was his finale. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's okay. I mean, you know, it was nice to see Prime. It was I, I thought it was a nice story. It's just, like I said, this run feels like it should have had so much more. And the way they were talking about it before it came out, you know, with Jeff saying, like, I'm going to be, I want to be the Mark Wade of, you know, what Mark Shazam. Wade did to Flash, I want to do to Shazam, you know? And I was ready for it, but it 
didn't happen. I feel like Jeff Johns will be better off on pulling a Tom King and doing little series for now. I agree. I love Doomsday Clock, and it's just... It seems like he's so busy. Like, I, I love Doomsday Clock. I'm loving Three Jokers so far, and those are both small stories that Jeff is writing and slash written. So when he said he's going to be doing an ongoing again after four years of him not doing one, it was like, oh, the king's back. Like, Jeff Jones is back. But he only did it for, like, a couple issues, and then he's like, all right, see ya. And we don't know what he's working on next, but we know we still have, we still have these uh, two more issues of Three Jokers to come out. Yeah. And then what, what's next for Jeff Jones? I mean... There's a possible relaunch happening, but... Well, I remember when we talked to Scott Collins, he said that him and Jeff were doing a pitch for something that they wanted to do for quite some time. Nothing has right. ever come of that, but... Yet. Nothing. Yet. I mean, that's the way... I feel I have a lot of hope for the January solicitations. I know December comes first, but I feel like January we're going to get something big, so... Yeah, I, uh, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, this issue felt pretty nice. I'm curious how Prime is going to fit into Metal now, because I know he's going to be in Death Metal. Right, I was going to mention that. So he was kind of written here. So Scott Snyder, who's writing Death Metal, actually talked to Jeff John saying, hey, can I use Superway Prime in Death Metal? I know he's your character, but I have some good ideas for him. Pitch it to Jeff. Jeff said, for sure, here's what I'm doing with Shazam. Here's the Shazam script. Read that. Just make sure... You know, goes off from there. So this issue ended with Shazam Lee being able to knock out Superboy Prime by having Black Adam and Shazam saying Shazam at the same time. Uh, Black Adam just about dying because of that, but Shazam was able to re- revive him. But that that, that was a really nice moment, by the way, when when he's like dying and he like he says like Batman might might not agree what I what I did, but I saved him. Like I mm-hmm. thought that was a really nice moment. Yeah, because basically when Black Adam says Shazam, he turns to dust. He has like a few seconds before he turns because he's very old. Yeah, so he says Shazam turns into this old man dying on the ground, can't even lift his himself up, and Billy's able to be revive him, give him back the Shazam powers. So it's interesting having Black Adam trust Billy like that, and Billy saying like he he I gave them as my word, so he helped me stop the bad guy. So here we are. Anyways, the Shazam Lee takes the unconscious Boy Prime to the Justice League to be continued in Death Metal. So I get, I was expecting like Super Prime to maybe like be overwhelmed by all the Shazamly and run away and then he'd appear somewhere in Death Metal, but it looks like he's in the the Hall of Justice at the moment. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens. I'm nervous. <laughs> a little nervous, but we'll have to wait and see. He's so powerful. And I'm glad to have him back. I'm glad it's finally prime time. A lot of people have thought that he was coming so many times when he wasn't. Remember uh the end of Flash War, how Paradox yep. escaped? Yep. Everyone thought that was super prime. <laughs> I was I was convinced as well. Yeah, so it's good that he's finally here, but we only got one issue for now, and I think he's in the next Death Metal. I could be wrong about that. But if so, that's good timing, because if the Shazam issue was delayed, it would have been a little confusing, but good timing. Um, What do you rate Shazam? Uh, It was like 8.5. I I enjoyed it. Very nice cover, by the way. I I just, uh, I like that cover a lot. Yeah, it was super prime. (laughs) <laughs> even though i'll always find the underwear on the outside of the superman suit so stupid i think it works for this like very classic looking i, I like, don't know it's just like, suit. like you, you have like the shiny silver and then it's just stupid underwear I, i've always had a problem with superman having the underwear on the outside that's fair. I, I know that's like a big conflict debate i will always be no underwear on the outside yeah we just lost half our viewers <laughs> i know uh, it's 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 a very unpopular view in the comic book community i'm probably getting dms as i speak right now but yeah like I don't mind it. I'm okay with it. I don't like yeah. it on Batman, but I, I don't mind it on Superman. 
no, Young Justice number 18. Uh, yes, tell me about Young dropped. Justice because you, you've talked about this. I'm ready. You dropped it. Also, I want to talk about the end. I don't know if you saw this online. I actually saw it online beforehand. But, um, so this whole thing is an issue talking about, spoiler, it's all about spoiler, Stephanie Brown. And she's basically, it... okay, I'll get over the bad first before I get to the interesting. This whole book is Stephanie Brown going after her dad, but there's no context over it. Or she's like, oh, my dad's bad. And Tim Drake's just like, oh man, he is? It's like, yeah, my dad's bad. We have to stop him. He's like, all right. So they go and it's mostly a flashback to her dad finally gets to her dad and he's just like um hey i'm bad and you can't beat me and it's just really bad dialogue at one point he says like you can't here see if i can find it here he talks about his vest and how his vest like is superior to his daughter and Mm. it's just really awkward dialogue he's like what are you gonna do you can't beat me with this vest on and that has tasers on it and then basically before going in tim drake she's like wait before we go in i'm gonna call young justice she calls Young Justice. And you see, it's kind of cool. You see these panels of uh, the team in different areas around the world getting the call. So mm-hmm. you have, like, Naomi's at home and um, and Superboy is at, at Naomi's the at home farm. introducing herself. Hey, yeah. I'm Naomi. Do you know I'm Naomi? <laughs> Superboy's at the farm and Ginny uh, Hex is driving on the road, which it just says the open road for her location. <laughs> it's funny because this whole book is like a spoiler comment that when I saw Superboy, I'm like, oh, Superboy. I forgot this was Young Justice. I'm like, oh, he's appearing. <laughs> um, right away then they're just alright I called Young Justice I let them know we might need backup let's stop him two pages later the entire backup's there including Ginny Hex who was just on a highway how did she get there instantly we don't know but she even says at one point like I can't believe I drove all the way here for this it's like how did you get there I wish she just would have left you out just for this one scene basically super rushed issue at the end because then there's two pages to wrap up the issue and all it is is Young Justice getting lunch again and Drake is in the Robin suit. And they, they mention that too. So Bart says, is Drake back to being Robin? And Superboy says, I think Batman spoiler made him go back to be Robin. Don't bring it up. And say thank you because we didn't have to have the Drake intervention we were planning. So it looks like Drake has been dropped. And even at the start of this book, Stephanie says, I hate your suit. Like she didn't like Drake's suit. Now, now, do you think Drake was always planned to be used and dropped, or do you think no. that Bendis Bendis expected it to be like this grand thing, and everyone's like, "This, this is terrible." Literally, nobody liked the name Drake. Nobody liked the brown suit. So I guarantee this was like a last man, like, "All right, people aren't liking this." And even then, you go to like Young Justice uh, when Bendis posts on like Twitter and Instagram. Every time he posts Drake. There's so many people being like, that suit is garbage. That name sucks. Just make him Red Robin again, or just at least put him back to Robin. So here Cardinal. The... Been waiting. Without explanation, he's just all of a sudden in the Robin suit, and everyone's like, oh, he's back to being Robin. All right. This <laughs> like, okay. The issue ends with a Wonder Girl, who actually wasn't in the issue until this last page, falling from the sky and saying, Young Justice, oh dear goddess, I need your help. My grandfather Zeus has gone mad. Okay. <laughs> it's just kind of like all right i mean so so, so here's my problem with specifically young justice but i feel like bendis does this in a decent amount of books it's 18 pages of crap that you don't care about with terrible dialogue and then the last like three pages four pages is like interesting 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 and then it's like next next month in young justice and then it's yeah 
the same process over again where it's 18 pages of crap that you don't care about yeah and then setting up something else that is like oh this should be cool and never getting to it you're absolutely right every issue ends with like something interesting and, and this is my problem with young justice that's why i had to drop it because it was like finally something cool is gonna happen and then we never get to it and that's my problem with young justice finally something cool gonna happen i you can't i can't drop it <laughs> I'm going to read the next issue, but I think the next issue might be the last one. It's issue 19. Do you know if that's the last one? Uh, it might end at 20. It ends soon, though. Yeah. So next one, it's Young Justice versus Zeus. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, seeing uh, Tim Drake back in the Robin suit, that that's going to be nice and all. But in the end, I feel like Bendis was... He, he had this series in mind, like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to bring back this beloved uh, series that hasn't been around for a while and then he just didn't really do much with it we had most of this comic just jumping around mul the multiverse which was kind of boring like it wasn't interesting at all no development fight scene fight scene fight scene fight scene no time no chance to talk till the finally they get out after over a year of the book they get out of the multiverse and it's just kind of like hey i'm tim drake i'm changing my name to that guy that tried to kill us all and everyone's like okay cool and then it's like, hey, I'm Stephanie. I'm going to, like, leave the team. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm Ginny Hex. I have no powers, but I have a shotgun. You're you're hired. It's like, okay. And by the way, what about the other members that got added on? Aqualad, uh, Sideways, and uh, Arrowette, and all the other... Like, what the hell happened to them? That's a good point. Yeah. They joined Young Justice. They announced, like, all right, we're making the team bigger. Sideways is in, which is an awesome new character that came out. Start of Rebirth. Uh, by Dan Didio. Um, and then they announced, yeah, Aqualad, like you said, Arrowette. They were in, like, an issue. And then they were in the background for a few issues. And last issue and this issue alone, no appearances whatsoever. Even then, it was weird when they were appearing. Aqualad didn't have his hair that he has in Aquaman. And he was using, like, a gun that looked like a hairdresser. Like, a hairdryer that shot water. It was really odd. It's like, where did that come from? Everyone just accepted Sideways, like, the superhero that everyone knew. Well, in his book, he was not known by anybody. He met Superman once, and that was it. He was the only hero that Sideways ever came across. And every time he appeared somewhere, people were like, "Who the who's that?" Because it was Sideways. Uh, but here, everyone's like, "Hey, it's it's Sideways." You know, Sideways, the guy that everyone knows about. So it, it's. I'm gonna get to the that, end. <laughs> by, by the way, that sounded like Brenda's dialogue. It's yeah. Sideways, the guy that everyone knows about. You know, the guy that everyone da 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 knows about. Da 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 da. You know. Yep. Sideways. Da da da. <laughs> We knew this might have been a problem when Bendis left Marvel. That all the, fabulous jacket. All the Marvel writers like, oh, thank God. It's like, oh, no. Yeah, there's even dialogue here that I don't even want to say. <laughs> I sent you some, I think. But, yeah. It... I'm going to be buying every issue, too, by the way. <laughs> I want to see how it ends. I'm curious how it ends. But, yeah. Here, take my money, DC, for this book that I rant about on the podcast once a month. L l listen, what I've said since, you know, pretty early on in Young Justice... 2019 is that the you know what made young justice 1998 so special is that the book just has significant heart right i mean mm -hmm. you have you know three four sidekicks at the time who were something special because they were all or three of them were all, all able to have solo books right you had superboy had a solo book robin had a solo book impulse had a solo book they were all good solo books and they made a good team it had a ton of heart because it was sometimes young Justice was funny. Sometimes it was sad. Sometimes it was happy. Like it had like a big range of emotions 
the book had so much heart. Peter David, Todd Knock, they were putting some of their best work out there and they were making it something special. The current run does not have that feel. Your main worry in the current run is when are we going to get to the plot or yeah. when is the dialogue going to be acceptable? Not where's the heart? Like there's, there's no heart with it. And that goes to the age old problem that comics had before Marvel fully developed, which is fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. No conversation, no time to develop besides look out, watch out, boom, bang, pow. Which is going back to in the early days before we were born, before most of our listeners, I'm sure all, probably all our listeners were born. Um, when before Marvel was fully developed, it was all fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. That's what comics were. They were disposable entertainment to see people get punched. And then Stan Lee made the Fantastic Four because he wanted characters to talk and have development, relationships, family, marriage. We, we, should, we should probably say that, you know, Jack Kirby did a lot of the Fantastic Jack Four Kirby, stuff. sorry. Yeah, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, they, they came up together. Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, they came up together. This Let's make a book about family. And the, the Marvel editorial at the time, we were like, absolutely not. You could do this because I like the powers, but make sure there's a fight scene every issue. Yeah. And Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, they, they got together and went, let's take a risk. Let's say, no, no fight scene in this issue. Let's just have development. And they did that, and Fantastic Four blew up. They became one of the biggest characters in comics ever. Marvel's first family. And that's what this book struggles with. It's just mostly fight scene. And it's a team-up book. You should have, like, family. you got to do fight scenes here and there because it's comic books. But, but like, in Young Justice 98, right, Bart and Arrowette have a very special relationship because mm-hmm. uh, he, they knew each other from, like, the beginning of them being superheroes. Superboy and Wonder Girl oh. have a special relationship because they have an interest in each other. Uh, Even Bart, Superboy and Robin, I would say. Yeah, Superboy and Robin kind of have, like, a... They, in Young Justice 98, they have, like, a little bit of, like, a friendly, friendly rivalry where they kind of, like, Batman and Superman, where they kind of compete with each other. Yeah, it was... A, it was what each if... other, and they both want to be the leader. Um, you had exactly. the character like Secret who was someone who was like new to being you know around other humans which was like a very interesting perspective and you had you know uh little lobo <laughs> which is just yeah. like like a like literally just like a very fun character uh you had empress like you have all these characters you had red tornado you had like such a cool blend of characters there and, and the relationships they had were so special this book doesn't have that and i thought it had potential to have that given that Impulse and Superboy are reunited and Spoiler is a big part of the book, which I always said that I wish Young Just 1998 had Stephanie as a big part of the book. No, we have it here, but I thought thought this had potential. And then she gets in the book now and it's kind of just like, where are we going with this? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You even got parts in the older run where every time their mentors are coming, every time Batman and Superman are coming, it was like a huge amount of respect, but at the same time, they're, they're kids. You know, they act like kids in a way. They're, they're young. They they want to impress their mentors, but at the same time, they, they're they not out of character. Well, in here, I feel like that issue where the Justice League were and everyone felt like they were soldiers. They're out of tension and everything's over Bart. But even then, it was, it was very serious. Well, in this case, in or in the last case, it wasn't. And when it did come to the part where they have to team up with a well-known hero, they teamed up with Captain Marvel, where they all understood each other because Shazam was young. So... He, he liked being on Young Justice more than the Justice League in a way. So I miss that dynamic. So you're right. Yeah. It, it's just, it's been very disappointing. And I hope Young Justice, the book in general, doesn't just get forgotten. I I worry that it will because they're going to be like, oh, this was a failed experiment to bring Young Justice back. And they're going to bury it again. Just and give that's... it a different team. That's all. Like, not, not, like, I'm fine with having these characters back. 
Like I'm fine with the originals. I don't really like Ginny Hex, but I'm yeah, fine Gin, with Yeah, Ginny Hex is a failed experiment. I I would say um, Teen Lantern in a way. Na, na, yeah, too. Teen Lantern I don't think is necessary. Naomi is fine, but I don't think really has a part in Young Justice. I think Naomi could be good if written a bit differently. I feel like like JD Hi, said I'm before, Naomi. Did I mention I'm right Naomi? She just every single issue that she's in, she just has to talk about that she's the new girl. Which I feel like would be better if she's like, Okay, we get it. you're the new you're a new character. Now just join the team, be a part of the team, have relationships with the team. She doesn't like who does Naomi go best with? I don't know. Naomi. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't she doesn't say anything. Like, I mean she's just there. She always has their curfew line and her introduction and her I don't know guys, I'm kinda new to this. Just... Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Instead of adding Ginny Hex and Teen Lantern, I'd rather have had Spoiler and Arrowette as the main characters, you know, that were added in because I think those are both already introduced characters who are actually good. And mm-hmm. if you want to take more young sidekicks, add Sideways, add Aqualad, add you know whoever else. I would even say add Sideways, but don't add Aqualad. I think Aqualad's fine on its own, and if he were to be on a team, I liked him better on Teen Titans. But but then or or add someone from the Shazamly, you know, it'd be cool to have like Freddie on the team or something like that. That would be awesome. I I would love that. Or even if you want to give more development to other characters, add like Eugene or Pedro or Darla. Add one of the characters that we haven't seen get any development outside the Shazam books, because then throughout the years that character will become their own thing instead yeah. of being stuck beside Billy Batson all the time. Man, that would be awesome. Ah, oh. that's what I'm saying. Young Young Justice is one of the titles that is special because of the potential that it has to really build the youth of DC. And it's unfortunate that it's not being used to its full potential. DC has so many fantastic young characters and I love Marvel. I love Kate Bishop. I I love a lot of the young characters, but young Avengers just doesn't have the type of teamwork that young justice could have when you have Robin, when you have like all these, you name a big character, likely they have a legacy that could be on young justice. Yep. And even if they don't, they might even fit on the team as a mentor like Red Tornado was or Black Canary was in the anime TV show, like training them to fight as well as being a therapist. Shazam or any person that Shazam like could fit on this team very well, I feel like, as the powerhouse next to Superboy. So uh, we're just disappointing ourselves talking here. This is why I always go back and read the old 98 run because I know it can't disappoint me. (laughs) (laughs) Well... See you next listen, month. For... Listen, listen, you got the trade shelf now. The Young Justice trades. Yeah, it's uh, a beauty to have on your shelf. So how many trades them. is it? it? There's four right now. The fifth one's on the way, which the fifth will complete the series. Is it actually on the way? Yes, it's come. it comes out in October or November. And oh, like right around the corner. Yeah, it's it's very close to coming out. and it, it So it'll be five trades, completes the entire Young Justice 1998 run. It's a... Beautiful run. It's in my top ten runs of all time DC comics. Like I said, it's a very special run to me, and it's 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 beautiful. Okay. And the trade the trades are really nice too. I own the first four, and they're glossy pages. They're well collected. They're you know great material. It's it's good stuff. I'm 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 a big advocate for those trades, and uh, I would get them before they go out of print for anyone looking to get some good trades. Young Justice. Game looking to get some good series too. I mean this this run that JD is talking about here was actually um. It's what inspired the animated show. It's what a lot of episodes of the animated show are based on, too. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's like different. Most... Aqualad yeah. is a main character, and this is in Miss Martian, while they're not in the book, but... Yeah, there, there's definitely some elements they take from Young Gus 98, but yeah. I, I've, I've always said that it's unfortunate the comic gets kind of overshadowed by the show, but, like, the comic is so good. 
Yeah. I, I think it's become one of those runs that not enough people have read. And like it's characters that we're all familiar with that like just work great together. Like I said, Impulse, Superboy, Robin. That's a great trinity to start out with. And then you add Wonder Girl and Arrowette into the mix. I think they're both great characters in their own right. And yeah, it's just it's it's a really good book. All right. I guess that's where we'll end today's episode. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, this has been a hero story. Um, so if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five star review. Uh, if you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow slash subscribe. Uh, if you've been checking us out on YouTube, thank you for that. Uh, I was actually watching us on YouTube the other day. Did I mention that to you? Oh, that's I, weird. Uh, no, <laughs> I was because uh, I wanted to see how it came out. You know, like what it, what we're doing the whole time. You know, how many times I drink water and how many times I scratch my face. You know, all that good stuff. And oh, okay. uh, and I I decided to turn on the closed captioning because I know that you know for the hearing impaired they are using closed captioning. It's actually not bad the closed captioning. Like I, I took out okay. the earbuds just to check out like what it would be like, and it's 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 not bad. Like reading what we say, some words don't translate the best. Like um, like we'll say like dark side, and it like actually translates to dark side. But uh, some of them are terrible. Like it, I remember one we said on YouTube one episode we said Eobard, like reverse flash, and you're yeah. correct like of the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Eobard doesn't translate the best. I guess yeah. it's, you know, you uh, <laughs> what's the Marty McFly thing? Oh, you don't get it, but your kids will love it. Yeah. Your 25th century kids will love it. But uh, but yeah, so anyway, the YouTube is pretty good. I, I like it. It's a nice little outlet for us. And mm. uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. I can't tell you what to do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, for Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What?